Good morning and welcome to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Erin. I'm Sarah. And I'm Morgan. And we're excited because all of us passed our health checks to start this episode. Woo! Hey, we not are COVID checks, health checks. Oh for no, our yeah. Zencaster. For Zencaster, yeah. yes. <laughs> Even more important, I would say. I which yes, is, I would agree. Which if it has any reflection on us as individuals, <laughs> I was the one who was giving the group trouble. Shocking I'm hungover. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there was more than one health check on Morgan this morning. Yeah, I have. I have officially ate my banana and I have drank one full thing of my. Uh, I have three different drinks and I one is gone and one is halfway gone and I still have my water. So you were thriving oh over here. Do you remember when we were playing that game and you had to go in the circle and say like name a hangover cure? And Morgan, I think you said like bananas. I was gonna say greasy oh, food. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like. There isn't one. You just deal with it. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> well, no hair of the dog. You just keep on drinking. You and Morgan, didn't even I thought say you that. said you were going to have Bloody Marys this morning. So I know I want it. Okay, well, here's not to be like so talk about like my real health stuff, but like every time I'm hungover, I think I'm like I think this is kind of normal for like your blood sugar to really spike, but mine mm-hmm. is like goes crazy. That's why I Ooh. think like every time I go like out to brunch, it's usually like after I'd been drinking and I can mm-hmm. never like eat brunch while I'm there because like I feel so sick. And I don't feel sick now, but I did. Uh, I started with my oh. day with a banana and I started with my OJ. I'm drinking my coffee. I will graduate to a Bloody Mary here. Just, <laughs> it's baby steps, baby steps. Guys, we're getting old. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. My tolerance is not the same like it was when I was 21. Even at 21, I got my first hangovers and I was like, like, what is this? Yeah. I'm thinking back on the hangovers that I had when I was like 21. I don't, if I had that hangover now, I think I would die. Like literally die. Uh, Yeah, my shot night hangover, I was done until dinner time the next day. And I went to Texas Roadhouse and got all the rolls. It was excellent. (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounds so good. (laughs) I feel like I was the opposite. I feel like I bounced back a lot quicker. But now at 26. Because you're made of steel. No. Nowadays, like I am in bed all day. Like New Year's Eve. I think I was hungover (laughs) for two days. (laughs) It was so bad. I think you drank enough for two lifetimes. So Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, Colax as well. Uh huh. We mean, all had a good night. <laughs> I ate Waffle House in my bed. Like if that just doesn't tell you how, like I couldn't even get up to get to the table. Anyway, we're not that bad today. I'm here. No. I'm perky. I just sound like I smoked, you know, twelve packs of cigarettes. But we're here. Anyone we're got thriving. a cigarette? I need a cigarette. I, I just came from my smoke break in here to record this <laughs> podcast with you ladies. Ugh. God, people who smoke cigarettes look so cool. I watched Mad Men and it, I craved a cigarette. Yes. I never smoked one, but I was like, oh, that looks cool. It's like, it's, it's just so, so dramatic. They do yes. it in, uh, I just wa- finished watching Hollywood on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very I think I'm going to get some candy cigarettes. <laughs> it just it adds to your point that and glasses when i was a kid i used to pray for braces and glasses because i just want to be like does it not seem serious like well i took them off. <laughs> you can't see it at home i took it off dramatically <laughs> and this is why sarah needs a youtube channel <laughs> <laughs> no but morgan has one you do asmr hey, it's yeah small it's plug work, it's thank you it's a work in progress editing is it's a lot harder than I thought. Holy crap. Like, mm-hmm. 
I don't even have proper software downloaded. I'm just trying. I'm trying to use the YouTube editing, but there's no transitions. So it's me just being like, listen to this. And then like, cut. (laughs) Next scene. (laughs) It's rough right now. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm working on putting some stuff out there. But yeah, thanks for awesome, man. (laughs) Can't wait to check it out. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. Thank you. What else have you guys been doing during this? quarantine social distancing been drinking no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> watermelon watermelon uh well uh oh i got a puppy <laughs> yeah i was waiting for that to come out like that has to be on the forefront of your brain oh, i guess i had so... to swim through the alcohol she got the it cutest did. pop so <laughs> adorable oh my gosh ah. <laughs> yeah we added to the ever-growing zoo of my house and she is probably the easiest puppy we've ever had. She is very chill. Her like hyper is my, I I can't I can't even like she's just a big giant noodle. That's it. Aww. Uh, cute. I'm sorry. I can't wait to sweet. meet her. <laughs> she, Same. She's very, she's very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, she looks so sweet. Thank she's you. a pit bull mix. You said with yeah, big floppy pit, ears. Pit lab with extra large ears. And no, no, no motor, motor coordination. Like her arms and legs don't, Aww. they're just kind of flopping around. <laughs> That's awesome. That's adorable. Oh my gosh. I love Best. like dopey dogs and she sounds so dopey. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> I potted some plants. Ooh. Ooh. I have potted palms, which oh. is going to come full circle later, actually. And I bought a hippie garden gnome because I also bought, <gasps> um, I'm really excited. <laughs> it was like forty dollars on Amazon, but I I was in a yeah. You're laughing because it's a ridiculous amount of money. Yes, <laughs> I um because it's the size of a soda can. But I was just in a money spending mood, and nothing was going to stop me from having mm-hmm. it. Morgan, Sarah, I can't I wait to see it. I thought he was going to be big. No, I think he's a soda can size. But he's in a tie dye t shirt. In his sign, he's holding, it says, stay on the grass instead of stay off the grass. And I thought it was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That is My mom didn't. (laughs) I bet not. (laughs) So, um, because in one pot, I have, like, peppers and sweet bell peppers I'm growing. And so, right now, it's just a big thing of dirt because I take, like, 72 days. So, in 72 days, if you guys want some stir fry, come over. You Um, betcha. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted some stuff to put in it, and I got a hippie garden gnome. God, I love it. Very cool. Thank you. I love it. Erin, what'd you do? What have you been doing? Excuse me. Well, you guys sound so adults. Morgan got a new puppy. Sarah's potting plants. I just said I bought a (laughs) tie-dye $40 garden gnome. I don't think that's adult. For for potting plants. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You're decorating. It's it's the aesthetic, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Give my neighbor some ideas about me. (laughs) (laughs) And at my house, I am making a Google Excel sheet of all the restaurants I want to go to whenever they start opening up. Jokes aside, can you add me on that list? Because I will join you. I've shared it with Carly, but I have like over 50 restaurants. And do you guys follow um, on Instagram? It's called STL Foodies. No, I do not. Okay. So it's this girl who runs it. And I guess she, it's just like her little Instagram blog of like all the places and restaurants in St. Louis she goes to. And I'm like, holy moly, I've missed out. There are so many places I've never heard of that look so good. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead 
and start typing up yeah. all of these restaurants. And then I put like what type of food it is, the address, if they have any happy hour specials. So after this, I will add you guys to it so you can like edit it and look at it if you would like. Let's do a dinner club. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Especially I- if it's a fancy one. I want to dress nice. Oh, there are a couple uh, of them. Are they ranked in any order or are they like just like a, we got to, here's, here's the goals. I have it um, split or sectioned off in like what type of food it is. I thought that would be nice. easier. So like, oh, nice. I'm really digging Chinese or mm-hmm. just American bar food. And I have some breweries too on there. Hey. So yeah, okay. cool. So that's how I split it up. But I'm feel free to look at it, add to it. I'm very excited for this right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have a lot of time on my hands, and I've wanted to do this. I just haven't. So thank you, Quarantine, for giving me the time to sit down and do it. And I recommend following that page because so many – it'll help me stop going to the same, like, five restaurants I always go to and broaden my horizons. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Thanks, Yeah. You're welcome. The dinner club shall begin. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Besides that, hung out with a couple people, social distancing um, at some parks and hanging out. Um, So, yeah, it was a pretty good week overall. Do you guys have anything else before I show you what I got in the mail Uh, for us? Show us what you got. Yeah, what, 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 what'd you get in the mail? What, what, what? Okay, well, I'm not sure when we will all record together in the same room, but I feel like we haven't had our daily dose of coffee, and I've seen this on Amazon, so I got, I hope you guys can see it in the video. It's called Death Wish Coffee. Cool! It's supposed to be, it says, warning, the world's strongest coffee. It's supposed to be, like, very caffeinated. Okay. Oh, and I'm just um, going to read. The logo I have to looks read. bomb. <laughs> what? I'm going to read one of. It. Oh, oh, you can't? Oh, there she goes. Go back. Go back. Show it again. Oh. And then yeah. there's the warning on the back. Warning. Oh, and it says it's um, like, it tastes like chocolatey, like chocolatey <gasps> and cherry. So I thought okay. that was kind of different. You have my attention, Death Wish my Coffee. Favorite. Yeah, mm. and let me just read you the best one of the top comments on Amazon. It, I was oh, no. dying, so I had to get it. <laughs> <laughs> this comment says, "I'm sold. I bought this to keep me alert and focused at work. By my second cup, I no longer needed a keyboard or mouse, as I was able to control my computer directly by thought. By the third." <laughs> By the third cup, I could hear colors and smell sounds. After my fourth cup, I decided to burn off some of the excess energy with a quick jog and ended up finishing the Kessel Run and 11 parsecs flat. (laughs) Seriously, buy this stuff. That sold it for me. What's in here? Don't tell me. I want to. I'm excited. Yeah, so I'll bring it over whenever we all record together again. So we need to start with half a cup each. I say Probably. we just go full Monty. Let's just do it. And then we're like, come on, everybody. Come on, let's have fun. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our whole episode is 10 minutes, but we get two hours worth of information in it. Yes. Yeah. Our fastest, quickest episode ever. Shortest God episode. bless. <laughs> we'll just slow it down and play it backwards to understand what we're saying. Wes has mm-hmm. to slow it down. And you just hear like, demons. When <laughs> 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 you slow it down, like when, I, like when you play a record backwards, <laughs> it's just us being like, 666 demon <laughs> death wish coffee yeah <laughs> so yeah i thought Very that would be cool. exciting to try out i'm excited Ooh, I, that's awesome uh, i just want you guys to come over even more <laughs> everyone stay home so we can get together 
and drink Death Wish coffee. Please. Keep your cooties, keep your cooties to yourselves. Oof, you nasties. <laughs> so we can keep our coffee to ourselves. <laughs> and Sarah, I see that you're dressed in theme today. So do you want to, I guess, tell us why you're dressed? How the you're dressed? You are? Um, you are? Excuse me. I wear this every day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I am in a white collared shirt, men's size large, regular fit, a black buttoned vest, and a black tie that I tied in a knot because I never learned how to tie a tie. <laughs> So Andrew is going to kill me. I will iron your tie. Don't worry. <laughs> and I'm also wearing a hotel name badge. Hint, hint. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, uh, I said it. I said it. Because we are going to check you in to Cecil Hotel in the wonderful sunny Los Angeles. <gasps> Without further I'm so excited. <laughs> that was the fanfare. <sighs> I was going to say, I really liked your like, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Siskumba, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of the reviews I saw, so the lady at the front desk isn't very kind, but I like to see myself as the kind lady at the front desk. So welcome to our hotel. Miss <laughs> Morgan's gonna walk you through all of our amenities. AKA the ghosts. <laughs> um, so yeah, squad, um, those who are listening, obviously this is our group episode that we do every couple weeks. Um, so we shared the topic of the Cecil Hotel. And if you yeah. haven't heard of it, you're going to learn today. Welcome. All right. Welcome. So if you Google it, one of the first things that come up is now it does have a different, it is under a different name. So in 2011, it was, quote, rebranded as the Stay on Main. Um, it's also the Cecil, Cecil Hotel, Hotel Cecil, all the same thing. Uh, it, Like Sarah said, it is in downtown Los Angeles, located on Main Street, so hence the new name. Stay on Main. Oh, so clever. Uh, <laughs> the original hotel <laughs> opened its doors in 1927. Um, I just liked this. It's so stupid. I, I, oh, Wikipedia was the, my very big source in the beginning. Um, and it says it has a checkered history. And I was like, oof, if that doesn't. I just love it. It's like a checkered, checkered, checkered past. I'm more um, of a chess is- player myself. <laughs> Where right? is that history? <laughs> um, that must it- be the Hilton. it has 19 stories 299 rooms and 301 suites it has a reputation for violence and suicide which everything i touch on will probably be expanded upon by my lovely co-host later um because as i was doing my research they just say it's haunted there's hardly any specifics or a woman in white, you know, the typical like things you hear about being hot. There's it's mm-hmm. it's very difficult. They just say like you hear voices, you hear this, you you know, you see lights flickering. So it's not I didn't I didn't go down the path of like TripAdvisor or anything like that because I as I say at the end of my story, uh, I kind of went down a dark rabbit hole on YouTube and we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So. <laughs> Some fun facts that I did find on Wikipedia. Uh, it is the backdrop for a live U2 concert, uh, and it is seen in their music video, Where the Streets Have No Name. So you can like see it in the background. Oh, uh, cool. It is hmm. the inspiration for American Horror Story Season 5 Hotel, uh, mm-hmm. which I saw the first episode. The end of that episode is a creature 
coming out of a mattress. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Couldn't do it. Could not. No. You didn't finish the, the season? Hell no. It was just I. I had to like watch it and then step away for like 18 months and then come back and watch it again. But the bellhop in that season is my favorite part of the whole thing. Erin, did you watch it? Oh, yes. Uh, Hotel is one of my favorite seasons. Yes. Because at one point, Lady Gaga is marrying this guy and um, the bellhop isn't happy about it, but he has to be a witness of this wedding. And the preacher is like, well, I guess the officiant says like, does anyone have a reason these two shouldn't wed? And the bellhop raises his hand. He's like, um, Yeah. Because she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. lost it. It's really funny. He does a good job. Okay, maybe I'll retry with like sunshine outside, lights on. It's just it was the fact that like I like my degree was in hospitality management, so I kind of thought I was going down that path when it came out, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want to watch this. And also, yeah. mattress stuff really freaks me out because like that's my safe spot. My bed mm-hmm. is home, yeah. you know, like. To me, that season isn't one of the creepiest. So that one is, I don't know, to me. I just didn't like it because I saw so much of Lady Gaga's body. I don't want to see have an orgy. I just want to see some spooky stuff. Oh. But I'm a Baptist background, so that said a lot about me. (laughs) It's it's that kind of season. All right, good. I will keep that in 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 mind. She's in it, so. I mean, yeah. What can you Don't watch it with your grandma. That's all I'm going to say. Good. Because I was going to call her and ask if she wanted to start it with me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, it is the um, inspiration for that season with Miss Gaga. It is the background of The Rock Show, which is a Blink-182 song. Um, mm. It literally kind of sounded like very, like, similar to uh, the, the U2 background. Like, they, it's like they, like, literally filmed this in, like, the same exact spot. So, hmm. uh, it is known to be the inspiration for Barton Fink. And I have, like, what the hell is that? It is a psychological thriller film from, like, many moons ago. So, oh. I was like, oh, I think I need to watch this. So, yeah, it's called Barton Fink. B-A-R-T-O-N. Yeah, it was just interesting. The Wikipedia does have a list of all the deaths. And it says since 1931, it has is when it started gaining its bad rap, which was when the first death happened. And then the most recent, according to what I could find, was 2015. It says there are at least 16 known deaths. And the reason it says like at least is from what I could deduce is some of the causes of death are undetermined. So they're mm-hmm. like, don't count those in some of their quote counts. Um, another Fair. thing I noticed, I didn't go too deep into the deaths because one, that doesn't interest me and that's not what I'm bringing to you. I'm bringing to you the spooky spooky of the afterlife. So <laughs> I did notice though that there was a pretty, cons- like when I looked at the list of like the dates of when these, or the years of when these people passed away, it was pretty consecutive. The 60s had a lot, um, but I did notice one of the biggest gaps was between 1975 and then 1992 was the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hmm. So it was just kind of interesting. One person that isn't, she's, she's mentioned um, Goldie Osgood. And I'm so sorry, Miss Osgood, if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, She's quote known as the pigeon lady. Her death is uh, she was found dead in her ransacked room. She had been raped uh, before being stabbed, beaten and murdered. And she is one of those unquote unsolved because they have no, there was like one lead. And they let they let him go. So that's crazy. 
We got all that from all yeah, things Yeah, he like ran through the park com. covered in blood. And yeah. they were like, eh, it could be you. Probably not. Could be you. And we like <laughs> tested it and it was like, whoop, just kidding. Nope, you're good. Bye. And then it's just been shut since then. Like, what? It's fine. But it's not. I just, I just want to know like, whose blood was it? Yes, even <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't hers, I'm still concerned. It Thank seems you. like you should have followed up on that one. Good old police force for you. Anyway, we're not. But here we just have talk, silly talk lady brains, so what do Ex- we know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, filmdaily.com, uh, excuse me, dot co. Uh, I'm just gonna read this from the site. There are mm-hmm. stories of cold spots and shadowy figures. Uh, there was a news story a couple years back showing a picture of a quote shadowy shadowy figure outside of a window, and it was looking like it was about to jump. So this picture was taken by like a young kid and he was like just taking pictures of the outside of the hotel and mm-hmm. snapped that one. And in the picture, it took me a couple, like you had to like turn the brightness up a little bit from what I could see. And it it looks like a, a figure standing there, but they've pointed out there's no like ledge. So it's almost like where a ledge used to be on the hotel and it does look oh. like it's mm. about to, because it looks like a figure just floating, but it, like there used to be a ledge there. So it kind of seems like the shadowy figure of someone who ended their life, which is very sad. Yeah. Oh. oh, guests have reported seeing a woman who looks like Elizabeth Short, which is, quote unquote, the Black Dahlia, and they are constantly feeling like they're being watched. And this just kind of went on. Again, very classic, quote, haunted stuff, feeling like you're being watched, you know, seeing things out of the corner of your eyes, lights flickering, things like that. Um, so at this point in my research, I was getting a little disheartened because like I literally typed in like Cecil Ghost and it would just bring up, you know, the topic Aaron's going to talk about later, other like known serial killers that stayed there. And I'm like, okay, like this is, I know they stayed there. I want to know like what's happening like now. When did the ghost start? Things like that. Yeah. So I kept digging, kept digging. And then this is where it led me to YouTube. So the first oh, two, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first two YouTubers that I went, that I looked at, uh, one was Hot Pink Sun, that's their username, uh, stayed oh. at the hotel and states that her phone would just like not take video. Like she has, I, can't, I think it's an iPhone from what I can remember from the video and her phone would just like not video. Like she could swipe to the video screen and then nothing would happen or just be black. And so she's like, what the heck? And then she had, it looked like, like a, like a Canon camera, those really nice Mm -hmm. ones, but she was recording on it. And she said Mm -hmm. that her, her battery drained at least four times, like just out of nowhere. Like she would pop a new battery pack in there, which is very common in haunted Mm -hmm. places. Like they're taking that energy or maybe they just want to be a dick and don't want you to record them. (laughs) And then it was kind of a really short video. I was kind of hoping to see some ghosts, saw nothing. Everyone, like, in the comments is like, oh, did you go to this second? And look here, you can totally hear what... No, there was nothing. There was an (laughs) elevator in the background. Like, I was... Again, I'm getting really upset at this point. I'm like, what what am I bringing to the table here? So, um, one thing that I did learn... (laughs) I am wearing my... I'm wearing my shades today because it's a little bright in my studio that I'm recording in. Indoors. It's indoors. (laughs) Let me live my life. (laughs) You know what? I don't have a vest and a and a name tag like you do. Okay, Sarah. So this this is what I could bring. I'm security. <laughs> Deal with that. That's true. That's true. That's true. Thank you. Um, one thing that I did learn from her video because I again like tried to keep my uh 
research very strict on the ghosts is that the uh, many of the floors from when she was staying there have community style bathrooms. Yes. I'm not going on vacation to share a bathroom with Grossy down the hall. Thank you very much. The other thing I noticed was, oh my God, I know we talked about it on the last episode where I talked about this, the dorm room I stayed in, Cheney. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. The vibe is very old, just exposed piping. You know, it's very, mm-hmm. it's not cute. It's, it's, they, they say they upgraded it, but really they just put like a fancy wall decoration on the wall that lights up and changed yeah. the bedding. Yeah. It's not, it's not cute. I didn't like it. I didn't like so, it. So yeah, I saw things like the the entryway is like really fancy. They have all the marble and stuff. And then once yeah. you get up to the rooms, it's almost like a bait and switch. Like it's not yes. quite as nice. It that is a perfect wording for it, Sarah. Yes. Like another like I'll go into it again with the videos I'm watching. I'm like, I'm seeing videos and pictures of the of the lobby and even like the doors leading out to the sh- very like mm-hmm. bad street it's on. Inside, it's like a fucking castle. It is beautiful, exactly what you would think from like an old school hotel. Mm-hmm. And you go upstairs and you're like, what is this? I literally feel like <laughs> I'm in a college nasty dorm room. That's what it looked like to me. Welcome to the Cecil. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, oh, one thing that she didn't call out in her video, but she like wrote about it in the comments was that she and her friend would like go use the community bathroom and they would come out and they'd realize they weren't on their floor. And it happened to both of them. Like they would go like leave their room and either walk to the bathroom or walk around and they'd like start talking or chit chatting. And they didn't realize it was happening to each other until they were together. And they like looked over and they had, they weren't recording at this point. They didn't have their stuff with them. And they're like, wait, we're not on like the fourth floor anymore. Like we're on the seventh floor. Whoa. We, we didn't whoa. take any stairs. Yeah. So that was like, again, it wasn't proven, but it's a, that's pretty weird for both. They quote both had this experience. Wow. And then my next YouTuber that I saw was Kiwi Kimmy. This one was very weird. I didn't see anything spooky. There was, I, I nothing happened, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the security guard was putting in his last day that day, if he wanted to be fired. (laughs) He left them all over this hotel, okay? They have, it's very shaky camera footage, but he takes them to the roof with the water tanks, which we'll learn about later. He takes them back into storage in the basement. He takes them to the the part of the hotel that is not like open to the public. Like there's kind of two buildings next to each other and they have one shut down so that they can like, I guess, gut it completely. He took them over there. So there's a security guard in the video? Yes. Take, wow. But like, did he murder them to get the full experience? Like I, how is any of that legal? Thank you. I was like, what? how is this happening? I'm like, somebody knows something or somebody owes somebody a favor. Like, what the fuck? And this was like, again, like within the last six years. So like security's the same. Like what? It. I, I was floored. I was really floored. Someone don't work there no more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, like I said, I have noted here, the camera was really blurry the entire time. You don't see anything, but it is very interesting that you kind of get a little sneak peek as to like a little bit more of the layout of the hotel and things like that. Um, oh, and it did, they did mention the security guards like 
they, they're in the basement at one point and there's like this big door on the floor and they're like, what's that? And he's like, oh, well, those are the tunnels that lead to the other hotels in the street, like on the strip. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh. yeah, there's tunnels that lead to other hotels in the air, like tunnels that lead to other Whoa, hotels in the area. I didn't know that. And they skimmed right over it in the video. And I said, what? Oh, go back. Can you stop shaking your camera and like, let's learn about this. And they just like, oh, okay. And then let's move on to the dark closet that has lamps in it. What? No, casual. go back to the door. Casual. Very casual. Okay. Here we are. <laughs> At this point, I have given up hope. I'm like, wow, I didn't even get to see one freaking ghost. I didn't even get to hear one EVP. What is this shit? And then by the grace of Jim Jones, I am blessed. <laughs> I am blessed with finding my haunted diary, who is a gentleman who visits haunted places and records the shit out of them. And ladies, I'm going to do my best to take you on the wild ride that was a four-part series of the Cecil Hotel. Okay. So it was a lot. I will have the links to all of the videos I watched, and I will highly, highly, highly recommend it's, you you know, he does talk a little bit and there's some stuff you can skip past in the videos because he's like, you know, walking through the lobby, things like that. But holy crap, ladies, even he was shook by what happened. And he does this like literally, I guess for a living. I don't really know what his day job is. And I struck, I stuck strictly to the Cecil videos, mm-hmm. but oh my God, brace yourselves. So, okay. I'm so ready. Yeah. He, yeah. He went in 2016 right around there um again he, this is uh his channel is my haunted diary and i'm not gonna go too far into it because he does mention the topic that aaron's gonna talk about so i won't dive too deep into that one he stays three nights night one he stays on the fourth floor nights two and three he stays on i believe the 14th floor i'll check my notes when i get to that point but the fourth floor um, when he called to make his reservation, he asks specifically, all, can I have this room number? Can I have this room number? And they're like, oh, no, it's it's out of order. No, it's out of order. And they're like, can we ask why you want these rooms? And he's like, uh, just like the views, I guess. When really it's like, I'm pretty sure someone was murdered there. I'd like to stay there. So, oh, but God. he did get his wish, which was he stayed on the fourth floor near the room of Elisa Lamb, which Aaron will talk about. He used, um, while he's like filming around in the hotel, he uses a GoPro mic and he has like his camera on like a long selfie stick pole, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have like a handle. He just like walks around with it to keep it steadier and he can like hold it above his head. Cool. Um, While he's walking around the hotel, which is so weird because he says his GoPro is in like a plastic case. Mm-hmm. So the mic is also in there and a couple of voices come through and oh. they're like, but the thing is, is like you can hear him talking and what it sounds like from the outside of the GoPro. It literally sounds like the voice is inside the plastic container. Like it's like way closer than this. Yeah. It's, Ooh, I don't like it. it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a really, it's, it was very creepy to hear. And like, I don't think you could even like understand what it was saying, but like there's, I'm sorry. You can hear the sound difference. Like, there, he didn't he didn't do that himself. Um, I'm really excited. Oh, and when he is leaving the hotel for the first time just to like go explore the city, you hear an EVP say his name, 
James, like clear as day, like James, like calling after him. Yes. So I'm like, okay, we're get, like, we're already hearing EVPs. He's in the lobby. It's daylight. Like, <laughs> ha, ha, that's cool. Great. He has these four episodes, like I said, during his three night stay, three day. He, every single episode has EVPs in it. So you're not, mm-hmm. but I recommend watching them all in order. I've watched so many ghost stories, th- ghost hunters, everything on, I try my best. Yeah. You hear like the EVP sessions where you hear like static and then like the voice will come through or there's like, you know, digital recorders, all these things. You get broken mm-hmm. up words like help or, you know, every like 20 minutes you'll get a word. This man was in his hotel room and having conversations with these ghosts. What? The most words coming through an EVP session I have ever seen in my life. It's just incredible. So at the end of episode one, he is doing an EVP session and so many one words come through and so many different voices come through. That's what really got me was the fact that one second you'll hear a young woman's voice and then you hear like a man and then you hear like a demon's voice coming through. It's great. Yeah. Hmm. Say what? (laughs) Right. Um, At one of – and then – I try to break it down as best I can, like, by different episodes, but some of them ran together, and so my brain is, like, so full of EVPs and scary voices that I'm doing my best here, folks. <laughs> he asked if the def- the devil resides here in the hotel, and shortly after, you hear, I am the devil in a- That's a pretty ballsy question. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you, episode one, and then there's, like, another one in another EVP session throughout- you got you all both have seen The Exorcist. Yep. It is that voice. That's exactly what it sounds like to me. When she's like, Ooh. you know, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. That's what it sounds like. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, he does get an EVP of Elisa Lamb. So with him staying on the fourth floor, he said it was like the closest he could be. He's probably right. like, he's kind of like around the corner from her room. I think he's in like four something and she's in like 412 or 417 that's where her last room was something like that do you know Erin I'm sorry I won't put you in the spot oh no you're good I know she moved her room I don't know the exact room she was in okay I think it, I think she was in f- 412 and 417 are sticking out of my head so he was mm-hmm. in one of those and she was in the other I think okay um but he did get an EVP of Elisa Lamb uh James says um or um, excuse me he hears, James, find me. And he oh. says, Elisa, are you here? And you hear, I am here. Oh, and he goes, how did yeah. you die? And the voice comes through and says, Roof, hi. <gasps> and the yeah. thing is, again, I'm not going to go into her, in too much of her case because, one, I don't know enough about it. I'm, I want to learn from Aaron. I, I, what pissed me off a little bit is he did in his video say when she mentioned hi – he took it as like her Stop. being on drugs. And I was like, no, 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 no. I think like, and people in the comments were like, we didn't appreciate you saying that. Like, there's no proof that she was on drugs. And like, I think she meant like she was high up. Like, mm-hmm. she said, I have Roof a theory she like, was drugged. It's a highly popular. I will get into all of those. I'll say, I was going to say, <laughs> I think there's probably like hundreds. The, oh, there's so, too many. The fact is, the fact <laughs> so is many. during all of this and you hear it's the same voice and it's it's it sounds so desperate and sad and you're like 
It was oh. breaking my heart. It was breaking my heart. Um, oh, episode wow. two, he uh, like finds the fire escape where he thinks like we the, again he thinks somebody left. The window can open still, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Not like people have like lots of suicides, all these things, and they're still not going to have the windows locked and the fire escapes. Locked. Like I'm so confused. He does find roof access and. He goes once he finds it. He's like, "Oh shit!" Security is on his ass this entire <gasps> time. So apparently, <laughs> you find out like throughout the different episodes, like he kind of pieces things together um, from like footage because obviously some footage he takes and he can't play it back until he goes and edits and things like that. So he, tra- right. he does his best to put this together in pieces. But you basically just find out like he's like, "If they catch me again, they're kicking me out of the hotel." They said oh, I can't gosh. record at all. <laughs> place i'm safe is in my room and it's just it's really funny but there he thinks the reason is is one they don't want them like the hotel being recorded and two he said apparently Mm -hmm. when he was staying there a month later they were shutting down the hotel for an entire month Mm -hmm. and he said like i he goes i think there's some some talk about um having like a uh, a deal with a movie or something like that. And he goes, I don't think, I think it's like in their contract that they can't have anybody like pre-recording and getting like leaking stuff. And, I, and so he was, oh. he was getting dogged bad for it. Okay. Um, And then <laughs> I have this start in my notes. So one of the, one of the like first times you see him at night, he like he like records himself sleeping in case there's any voices that come through or anything that this mother trucker does not sleep <laughs> with a blanket. What? what? No blanket. Who? Who are you? What? I have. I gotta what? have something. He has no blanket. <laughs> the ghosts can get you faster, James. <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, I just. I'm sorry. That was so loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Who? A psychopath. That's who. Get a blanket, you cray. Anyway. Don't trust him. I don't, don't trust, trust him anymore. I start it three times. That's how much it upset me. Um, <laughs> Out of all the things, this <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> it was terrible. I hit, I like literally, I was like, what? He has like a pillow between his legs and that's it. What? I will write that down also. No blanket. Thank you. No blanket, a.k.a. He is the son of Satan. Anyway. A.K.A. Um, serial killer. <laughs> yes. Um, what I... He, I will say he does a pretty good job of trying to debunk things. Like, he does point out, like, yes, I snore in my sleep. So if you hear, like, a noise, it's probably me. Like, he does a good job. Right. He does say when he moves to the 14th floor, he gets moved into Richard Ramirez's room, which is a known serial killer. Ooh. Who <laughs> resided there during his reign. Um that's probably where like the scariest evps come from he was in his actual room so he got his goal of being like not just on the same floor or anything like that but being in a known person's room shit got crazy okay i have all my notes here and i'll probably skim over them just to make sure i don't miss anything Mm -hmm. but all i can say is go watch these videos because I, me describing them to you, yeah, you'll get a taste of it and maybe you can prepare your like butt cheeks a little bit, but <laughs> I was like, I was in my office. 
I was in my office and I just, I, I was like, whoa, 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 like screaming at one point. And Wes is like, oh, no. what's going on? I'm like, I'm just doing research. Like, don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. He does, I don't, I, I need to read the comments again. And this is my bad for not knowing, but he does not an EVP session, but he does a thing where he has just like a microphone and an amp. And somehow, you know, voices can come communicate through that. And he has his laptop up. The voices that come through are growls. Oh. I am the devil. Cackling. Small, young, like young female voices saying, help me. A robotic voice comes through and goes, prostitute. That happens twice. Oh. Um, and that was like Richard Ramirez's like MO was killing sex workers. I'm going to say that. Um, and, oh, the room he was in for Richard was 1419. That's And he moved there on his second night. At one point, he doesn't catch it on film first, but he was like, my closet door is opening by itself. And we're like, okay. I'm like, okay. He's like, it was closed when I came in, and now it's, like, cracked. And I was like, all right, please, like, do me justice. Like, are you going to try to debunk it? And he does. So he closes the door, jiggles the handle so, like, you can tell it's, like, actually latched. Mm -hmm. And he says, if there's anyone with me, open my closet door. Better yet, open it on three. (gasps) One, two, three. And it opens. I'm out. I'm leaving. (laughs) Then, then he says, okay, thank you for, like, Doing what I asked. If you're still here with me, open the closet door more. Opens. Opens. Not just like a little pop. Opens. That's when I was like, holy shit, I have chills. I gotta go. I'm out of here. But it gets worse. Oh, gosh. During his EVP sessions, like I said, those terrifying voices come through. And I didn't do research on this because I figured it would take me down a dark rabbit hole. But one of the voices that comes through says, I am Ball, B-A-A-L. And is that a apparently, demon? yes, it is a demon. Mm. And he said he like he puts like text up on the screen while all this is happening so you can try to like understand what they're saying. And he says, Ball is a demon that I've come in contact with before. So right. yeah, oh. great. And right as this is all happening, like that scary ass voice. It goes, do you believe in heaven? Oh, I, <laughs> I lost it. I was like, oh my God. They just, at, when, I'm sorry, when a scary ass demon voice comes through and asks you questions, like that's, they're just yeah. trying to like break you down. Like, bleh. I think it's time to leave. <laughs> well, yeah. and Richard Ramirez was out. really big into like satanic stuff. Like he thought the devil mm-hmm. was protecting him from all his crimes because he didn't just kill prostitutes. He killed like old people too. But oh, that's so sad. I, yeah, he killed, he was basically just like, a madman running around but uh, that makes sense of the devil and like demons are in there like who knows what mm-hmm. he was really doing in his free time besides yep. murder it's terrible oh, uh, God. Bu- bu- oh and i already said earlier like that voice that comes through is like literally like the exorcist voice it- it's terrible and then i don't like i could go on and on about the evps that came through you hear what is what he believes is Elisa come through again, saying like help. Like Aww. there's people saying Elisa mm-hmm. is here, I'm here. Like very sad 
voices coming through and like the tones of these people like it is that paired with like the demon in the background is just like it's very overwhelming so he was he acted like this was all okay though like he was used to it and this is constant you know these voices are constantly coming through he does turn off the evp machine a couple times to like give himself a breather he what happened was some poltergeist activity next he thought someone some staff was in his room because apparently they had gone into his room when he was on the fourth floor. Mm -hmm. And so when he moved to Richard Ramirez's room, he came back from like taking a cigar break, looked over and his remote, the remote control for the TV or the fan or whatever is on the ground. And his Advil bottle on his nightstand is knocked over. And he's like, he, he left a camera running because one to catch anything or two keep his stuff secure. So he's like, in his head, he's like, shit, am I not safe here? Like, is the staff coming in and like looking for my, like looking through my stuff like they already did? Like I, this is not okay. And he's like, I'll have to go back and watch this, this, this video. But the equipment he was using, it was very difficult to go back and watch it. Then he had to like upload it and all this stuff. So he edits everything together and shows what happened and this, he, this says that this even freaked him out. And that's when I was like, all right, I really do trust you. You can clearly see the video. The remote is on like almost the middle of the bed. It's not on the edge, nowhere near it. And you see the remote like move almost to the edge and it stops. And then it, it looks like, it literally looks like a ghost like went boop and bopped it to like make it fall <sighs> on the floor. And it's like a dramatic like across the bed it is crazy and right after it hits the floor it his pill bottle is it looks like it like got like twisted and knocked over and again he does so good with the debunking he's like before he could watch the video he's like okay he has like a fan on in the room and he's like okay Mm -hmm. maybe this knocked it over he's like the the air pressure is not is not enough and what i what air pressure (laughs) right i'm like what and what i thought was very interesting too is when he's showing you he's like he has his laptop up to like show you the very first clip that he saw of it. Mm-hmm. The time lapsed is like at least 30 minutes in. So it's not like he threw the remote on the bed, closed the door, and then it fell. That remote was sitting on his bed for 30 plus minutes. And then it gets <sighs> physically pushed off the bed. Oh my gosh. So That's insane. The poltergeist activity, the massive amounts of EVPs and voice recordings that he got, it's haunted. That's all I gotta say. I believe it's haunted. I mean, there's almost no way oh, it's yeah. not haunted. Yeah, but like, I, I I hated going through my research and yeah, like, we you hear things or like, oh, you feel stuff. Like, yeah, this, I can't believe this this video hasn't gone like viral. It's, it's, he is so good and I hope I tried to do some justice. Please go watch the videos if you're still interested in learning about the Cecil Hotel because your I butt see them. will be yeah. tight. Let me tell so you. on a on a scale of one to ten, clench. How clenched were your cheeks <laughs> during the EVP sessions? I'd say a solid eight point five. And when wow, I wow. saw that remote go through nine nine point five. Yeah, you must have some toned booty, <laughs> girl. You know, but yes. <laughs> so I the ghost may not be very specific, and I again I tried not to. I kind of danced around some of the topics because I didn't want to touch on you guys is too much but Mm -hmm. that video just did such a good job i can't do the voices justice enough when you Mm -hmm. need a good spook go ahead and watch that video 
my haunted diary. James, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. And Morgan, you may have already mentioned this. Did it say when he went? Like what year? Yes. I believe it was 2016 because um, the okay. comments and stuff from his video for it said three years ago. Um, okay. So like 2016, 2017. Cool, cool, cool. I'll have to check that out later. And he's actually kind of funny too. Like he does, like he kind of rags <laughs> on like the decorations and like he's like, what is this? He's like, yeah, he's like this whole wall decoration has taken a whole outlet. What the hell? He's like, I'm going to be unplugging that later. He like, <laughs> he does add like some comedy to it. And yeah. I will say every time uh, he he calls out in one of his videos, but every time he's just like adding spook factor, like he calls it out. And he doesn't, he's like, anytime something real is happening, I'm going to put text on the screen that's like, this is what I heard, or this is what I'm hearing. Like, he doesn't, if he makes the noise, he like, is very good about saying like, that was me bumping the bed, or like, Mm -hmm. it's very, it was very well done, and I highly, highly recommend it. Okay, I'll check him out. Awesome. Yeah. Who's next? That was great. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah, thanks. Of course, of course. Who's next? I am next, and you kind of already... You know, introduce my topic a little bit, Morgan. Yeah. So thank you. It was you. so hard. I'm sorry. I, it was so hard. Every everything was about this precious girl, and it was it was very hard to dance around it. Well, yeah, it's a big. It's a big thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's yes, because one of the things I was really excited for this topic. I mean, of course, we couldn't get enough hotels since my story from last time. So, <laughs> <laughs> and when I hear Cecil Hotel, the first thing I think of is mysterious disappearance and death of Elisa Lamb. This is one of those cases that I just love hearing and talking about over and over and over. I'm like a kid who Mm -hmm. wants the same bedtime story read 20 times when it comes to this case because it's just so interesting. And I always hear something new and something different each time I listen to maybe a different podcast Mm -hmm. talking about the case. And I'm just not satisfied with how it ended. So I myself have listened to And That's Why We Drinks and My Favorite Murders episodes on the on this case in the past. And this mm-hmm. is my take on the case. I know it's been talked about a lot. I know you guys know details about it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And the sources I use for my story today are Wikipedia, YouTube, Martinis and Murder podcast episode 97, and Mile Higher podcast episode 7. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Jumping right in. On February 19th, 2013, the body of 21-year-old Elisa Lamb was discovered by a maintenance worker in a water tank on the roof of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. She had been missing since the beginning of February. Her disappearance has been widely reported on, and her mysterious death has been speculated by armchair detectives ever since. Elisa, a Canadian student attending the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, was taking a solo trip to California where she checked into the Cecil Hotel on January 28, 2013. Um, On the Martinis and Murder episode, they mentioned that, according to a court document filed by the attorneys of the hotel, she made reservations for a three-night stay and was assigned a shared dormitory room on the fifth floor of the hotel. But after two days, she was moved to a room of her own after her roommates complained to hotel staff about Elisa displaying, quote, certain odd behavior, end quote. I tried to find what behavior that is, but I didn't find anything specific. Okay. But, But she was acting odd. Okay. Elisa contacted her parents every day during her travels. However, on January 31st, 2013, the day she was supposed to check out of the Cecil Hotel and head to Santa Cruz, 
Her parents didn't hear from her, and her daily social media posts stopped. Worried, they contacted the Los Angeles Police Department to report her missing, and they even flew out to Los Angeles to help with the search. Hotel staff were questioned by police, and they told officers that Elisa was alone at the hotel on the day she was reported missing. Katie Orphan, a manager of a nearby bookstore, told police that Elisa came into her bookstore that day to get gifts for her family. Orphan told CNN that Elisa was, quote, outgoing, very lively, and very friendly, end quote, and she was worried that her purchases may be too heavy to carry around on the trip. Police also did a search of Elisa's room, and dogs went around the building and up to the rooftop, but they weren't able to detect her scent. LAPD officers were unable to search every room of the hotel, though, because they did not have probable cause, so there just wasn't evidence to suggest that a crime had been committed, so they couldn't Mm -hmm. do, like, a completely thorough search. Right. Elisa's sister told detectives that she had a history of bipolar disorder and depression, and she was prescribed four medications, which I'm sorry if I butcher their names, (laughs) Wellbutrin, a low antidepressant, Lamactyl, an anticonvulsant, Seroquel, an anti-epileptic and mood stabilizer, and Effexor, an antidepressant. On February 6th, almost a week after Elisa was reported missing, flyers with her picture were posted online and put up in the neighborhood. This helped bring the case to the public's attention, and people were told to contact the LAPD if they had seen Elisa or knew of her whereabouts. So then a couple days go by, and on February 15th, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of Elisa. And I'm sure you guys know what video I'm talking about. Um, the footage, you don't, Sarah? I do. I just, I just don't like it. Oh, yes. Like it. <laughs> Ooh. The footage was recorded on February 1st from a surveillance camera in one of the Cecil's elevators. You can find the video on YouTube. It's a little over two minutes long, and I will put it in the show notes. Side note, though. When I was listening to Martinis and Murder, they said the video they watched was over four minutes long, but I can't find that one. So just remember that little tidbit for later. I'll get into that piece. Hmm. Okay. Okay. If you have not watched this video, you definitely need to. And I, um, again, I'll post the link. It will definitely make you scratch your head and wonder what the heck is going on because it's so very bizarre. The video is grainy. The timestamp is obscured, and you can only see the inside of the elevator and a small part of the hallway. Mm -hmm. I'm going to describe what Elisa is doing in the elevator as best I can, but I definitely recommend watching the clip to get a better understanding of what I'm talking about. Yeah, they played it in uh, the the videos I watched, too. Like, just it's just like that 30-second, like, weird thing. (laughs) Yes. Very, very strange. Elisa is seen on the video wearing a red sweatshirt over a gray t-shirt, black, like longer shorts and sandals. Mm -hmm. When she enters the elevator, she hits a bunch of buttons on the panel and then backs into the corner of the elevator. After a few seconds, she walks towards the elevator doors and just quickly dips her head out, looking back and forth in the hallway and then quickly comes back in. When she's back in the elevator, she very briefly stays in the middle And then she moves her body to one of the walls. Her back is against the wall. And then she slides over to the corner of the elevator closest to the panel. She goes to the doors again and stands in the doorway, leaning on the side of it. And this is the best way I can describe this. But she then creeps forward and like shuffle steps out into the hallway real quick, 
almost like she's trying to, I don't know, scare someone or catch someone off guard. Mm-hmm. She looks around so again bizarre. and then moves backwards into the elevator, only to step out of it again. She takes a step to the left in the hallway, and the camera isn't fully able to catch what Elisa is doing, but it does seem like she is leaning against the wall, and you can only see um, her right arm, and she lifts it up. When she turns to enter the elevator again, it seems that she had actually lifted both of her arms up and maybe placed her hands on her head, or maybe she had been covering her ears. Why? I have no idea. Now she's back in the elevator, and she pushes several floor buttons again, and some she appears to push more than once. And then she walks out of the elevator, and this to me is the creepiest part. It gives me chills. She walks back to the wall that she was standing against before. She turns her body to the right, and she begins making these hand gestures. She then, like, bows slightly and waves her hands around with her palms down and fingers outstretched. I can't even... I was trying to do it myself. I can't even demonstrate it. It's like flexing... It's like super flexing your hands. But, like... Yes. And then she, and she's, like, moving them, like, in a circle. It's weird. He played the clip a lot in his, like, one of his episodes. It's And maybe weird. I just don't have long enough fingers, but I'm like, <laughs> I can't I can't do that. It was very interesting. And the whole time it kind of seems like maybe she's talking to herself or she's talking to someone. There's no audio yeah. in the video, so you can't tell. I was going to say, it looks like what, at one point... If she's it looks saying like she's anything. Like, it's, like, a weird gesture. It looks like she's, like, kind of talking to some... Like, you see... It looks like her mouth's moving. It's so grainy, but yes. she's, like... Wait. Is it like this? Yeah. Okay. Remember when I got attacked by that bee yesterday and I ran like this? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you think she's really scared and she's trying to like calm herself down? I don't oh, know. I don't a lot of think about that. Because like that's a lot kind of how I react. I'm like, oh god, oh god. Like you put your hands up, like defensive, kind of like it was she's more like, okay. like strategic. To me, uh, I haven't watched the video in a while. Maybe. Yeah. This yes. Definitely rewatch like the video. She's scared. See, I don't know, though, because to me, I don't see scared on her face. And I know many people, um, I, you know, act scared in different ways, I'm sure. But right. in my <laughs> in my head, if I was, let's say, running away from someone, I think the last place I would go to would be an elevator. It kind of... I don't know. And she keeps on going in and out. It's very bizarre. We, can, I mean, we're speculating. Who knows? But... Yeah, to me, it kind of... Go ahead, Sarah. I'm so sorry. Well, no, I was going to circle back to your story, those girls who kept being on different floors. What if she kept mm-hmm. getting out because she thought she's on a different floor? Like, she couldn't figure out what was going on. Ooh. And she kept checking. Like, even though the yeah. elevator isn't moving, maybe she's like, I yeah. don't even know anymore, like, what is going on. Maybe but she's, she also like, pushed all of the buttons. I don't I know. she's hoping. I, maybe. To me, it looks like she's, gen- like, calmly being assertive almost in the video like it's almost like okay. she's like telling someone off that's what i when i saw it that's kind of, she's kind of, it looks like she's like hey buster that's what are you doing like that's what it looks like to me well aren't you supposed to be able to to ghosts like um like i don't want to here please go mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. oh yeah yep. yeah it could be Many different things. So after she is waving her arms around, she then turns left and just walks down the hallway. And during the entire video, the elevator doors stay open. 
I will say, and again, I'll get into this in a little bit. I do think, because a lot of people are like, wow, the doors aren't closing. What the heck's going on? But I did see, I think the doors do try to close two times. But I think because she pressed the button so much and she's walking in and out that it's just like, wait, open. what am I doing? Right. 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 And then when she does leave, the doors do finally close. When this video was released on the internet, it went viral. On the Chinese video sharing site Yuku, the video hit 3 million views and 40,000 comments in its first 10 days. People have shared many theories for Elisa's strange behavior in the elevator. Some believe that she was trying to get away from someone pursuing her, real or not, while some people believe that she was frustrated with an elevator that was malfunctioning. Others think that she was playing the elevator game, which is a ritual to supposedly get to another world. Other theories suggest that she was under the influence of a psychoactive drug, she was possessed by a demon, she was drugged by someone, or she was under hypnosis. With Elisa's history of bipolar disorder, this led people to believe that she may have been suffering from psychosis, and symptoms of psychosis include false beliefs, having delusions, and having hallucinations. So after going through that, I'm curious what you guys think about Elisa's behavior in the elevator. Do we know if she took her meds? It's from like, what her sister said, she was prescribed medication. Was she taking them? I don't know. Dang. I don't. I was hoping she had one of those like, old lady things that I bring that has like the days on it for t- travel. You know what I'm saying? It tells you like <laughs> all your meds yeah. were taken. I think yeah. they because that would be I mean, helpful. Going through her items, I guess in her hotel room, I think she brought them, but I don't know if they would know whether she took them. Fair. Because you, okay, so I just watched this documentary on Netflix called Have a Nice Trip about like LSD and they were saying like if you take it and you already have like a psychosis or something, like it's going to be way different. Like what if someone drugged her and you're in a haunted hotel, you don't know that you've Mm -hmm. been drugged and you have psychosis, like that could make it pretty terrifying. So maybe she was trying to play an elevator game. Like I can see her being drugged and not knowing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because from what we know, I don't think she would just go take drugs if she's traveling by herself. That seems really dumb. Especially if you go to a bookstore. Seems like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm if reaching. I, if I could recommend, like, just to our listeners, go do research. If you want to do more research on Elisa Lam, go do that and then watch the mm-hmm. videos that I posted. Because some of the things, like, when her voice, her quote, quote, voice comes through it kind of can give you like different perspectives on what possibly happened. Like a female's voice comes through at one point and she like speaks in like, as like they did it. She says like they did it. And he's who's they. And then like, like then like the response doesn't quite make sense. But like some of the things that like comes through and like, who knows we don't, we can all, all we can do is speculate. Yeah. Right. It can give you maybe a different perspective. Like I'm, I still think it's something supernatural. That's my opinion. I don't know if she played the elevator game. Maybe it's a combo of all of the all of the possibilities. You know, I maybe think it's she a combo. was drugged. Maybe she, maybe while on drugs, thought playing the elevator game would be a good idea. And then, regardless of the elevator game, hap- like succeeding or not, something happened, supernatural, or a person ended her life. Like. But it's she was found naked, wasn't she? But her clothes yes. were in the in the thing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no. I will get to that oh, in a little bit too. It's <laughs> oh no, you're fine, Sarah. 
I think a lot of people know those details too, but it's, yeah, there are just so many details, so many questions, not a lot of answers. And like you said, Morgan, it is hard to truly determine why she was acting that way. And all we can really do is speculate. A lot of people who viewed the video believe it has been edited. They claim that besides the timestamp being obscured, parts of the video have been slowed down, maybe sped up a little bit. And there's about a minute of footage that has been removed. Mm-hmm. If the video was edited, the LAPD may have taken some footage out if they were protecting someone's identity that had nothing to do with the case, or they left footage out to conceal some evidence that they didn't want released at that time. I'm going to assume the footage on YouTube has been edited if there used to be a four-minute video, but now no one can find it. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Oh, what if her hand thing? Okay. Okay. Hear me out. So I work in a very big metropolitan building pre-quarantine mm-hmm. and um you know i'm an i'm an hr and stuff but i also assist our director and so i had to help like coordinate for these mover guys to come in and they mm-hmm. broke our elevator because they kept <gasps> like going in and out and holding it open so what if yes. that straight out hand thing she wasn't scared but like maybe a hotel employee's like hey like you need to get in or out of the elevator like you're you're breaking it and she's like okay okay like sorry please stay away like i'll do it yeah. That's, what if the, that's what they cut out because of the hotel employee there? But he's not like rude, but they don't want to put him in the investigation or something. Yeah. It could be from what's cut because I was going to say from the video that you can see regardless mm-hmm. of your, the time, you can see a good section of the entryway out mm-hmm. of the yeah. elevator, if that makes the lobby. It's not the lobby, but you know. Mm-hmm. The, the hallway, like, wherever. Where the elevators what are. You can see a good a good decent amount into the hall so you're, you're very right Sarah it could have been someone talking to her yeah and like I don't know how many elevators in the building but I know Andrew has had to talk to kids before like hey like no one else is using it because you have it stuck here like you need to mm-hmm. kind of figure it out there's 600 yep. rooms like there's only and they only have two elevators two elevators yeah so that oh, could be okay. it that could be what I cut out a little it less does sinister. seem like someone yeah because it does seem like she is talking whether to herself or to someone but without the audio it's hard to know. And right. yeah, so that could be it. I've also heard the theory that she was pressing all of those buttons so that who maybe if there was, say, an attacker coming to get her, that they wouldn't know what floor she was on. Mm-hmm. That's oh. another theory I've heard. So, okay. But less sure. sinister, it could be like just so the hotel workers don't know what floor she goes to. Like, so they don't charge her a room oh. extra or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I still think mm-hmm. her murder is crazy, but like, that could be less it's, crazy. I don't know. It's was there all crazy. Was there a camera? Like I know hotels have usually have cameras like everywhere. There's this footage of her in the elevator is so prevalent and everywhere. You said when she was done doing whatever it was, she mm-hmm. got out of the elevator and hang and hung a left. Do we have anything of her after the? I elevator? will mention something that the Mile Higher podcast mentioned about another video so i'll get to that in a little bit but i would assume morgan that hotels have multiple cameras i would think she would have been on more so maybe they did see her and it just wasn't important enough to show or maybe they're saving that for later they're not playing all their cards yet i don't i don't know i would assume she was on multiple cameras yeah but this is the only video i found with elisa in it her last yeah. known sighting. Yeah. Wow. And with regards to her bipolar disorder, 
Elisa's family reported that she had no history of suicidal thoughts or attempts. There was one report that claimed Elisa had gone missing for a brief period. I did find this on Wikipedia, though, and no other sources mentioned this or went into more detail, so take that with a grain of salt. Elisa also had a blog where she posted about fashion, her personal life, and her struggles with mental illness. In a January 2012 blog post, Lamb wrote that she had a, quote, relapse, end quote, at the start of the current school term that had forced her to drop several classes, leaving her feeling, quote, so utterly directionless and lost, end quote. She worried that dropping those classes would result in her being unable to continue her studies and attend graduate school. The post was titled, quote, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life, end quote. Uh, which is a quote from novelist Chuck Palahniuk. Mm. Yeah. That hits deep as a 20-year-old right now. It really does, yes. While the LAPD was searching for Elisa, here come the goosebumps, hotel guests started to complain about low water pressure. Some (laughs) guests claimed that their water was black and had an unusual taste and odor. A hotel guest told CNN, quote, the shower was awful. When you turned the tap on, the water was coming black first for two seconds, and then it was going back to normal, end quote. I eat a bucket. <laughs> People were drinking that water, Ugh. not just bathing in it. So I wish this I could led- mute my headphones. Oh, oh <laughs> Like, imagine brushing your teeth. I can't. Okay. Nope. This led a maintenance employee to go up to the roof on February 19th to check the water tanks, which provided water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. It was in one of these tanks that the body of Elisa Lamb was discovered. She was found naked with the clothing she was seen wearing in the elevator surveillance video, floating in the water and coated with a, quote, sand-like particulate, end quote. Her watch and room key were also found in the tank. Since so much time had passed since she had been reported missing, her body was found moderately decomposed and bloated. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. Toxicology tests found traces of prescription medication found among Elisa's belongings, as well as non-prescription drugs, Sinutab and ibuprofen. A very small amount of alcohol was found in her system, but no traces of recreational drugs were found. However, keep in mind that the toxicology report was incomplete because not enough of her blood was preserved. On February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office determined Elisa's death as an accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. Even though Elisa's cause of death was determined, investigators never offered a clear explanation of how she got to the roof. Doors and stairs that access the Cecil's roof are locked. Only hotel staff have the passcodes and keys to open the doors. And allegedly, if you tried to force these doors open, an alarm would go off if they were not deactivated first. According to management, the alarm was not activated. It didn't go off at any point in January or February of 2013, and it was reported as functioning properly. However, someone later posted a video, and you can find this on YouTube, and I'll probably put this in the um, show notes too, which showed that the hotel's roof could be accessed by using any of the three fire escapes in the hotel. Mm -hmm. This would allow someone to get to the roof without being caught by hotel staff or security. 
When the person who filmed this video reached the roof, two of the water tank's lids were open. So he was able to see them. Yep. Whoa. So maybe Elisa used the fire escape to get to the roof herself or someone knew how to access the roof without a key and told her about it or accompanied her to the fire escape. I don't know. Wow. She got up there somehow. Okay, I have a new theory. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So it's haunted, right? Very haunted. She doesn't know which floor she's on. That's why she keeps hitting those elevator buttons. Then a hotel worker comes. She does the hand thing. She gets back in. She presses herself against it. And she's like, what am I doing? That's why I see her hands on her head because she's like, am I going crazy or are there ghosts here? Then she sees another (laughs) ghost and it leads her to the roof. And then she hides in there because she's fucking terrified. Then she can't get out and it's an accidental drowning. Case closed. I'm for it. I'm for it. Highly possible. Yeah. Maybe drugs aren't involved. I don't know if you need them if it's that haunted. But if it was and it wasn't a full toxicology, I don't know how long those drugs stay in your system or how long she was even in there before she died. Right. Yes. So right. many questions. Especially if she had time to get her clothes off. Like maybe she's trying to like not weight herself down or something. I don't know. That's the yeah. one thing that blows my mind too is one, her getting up to the tank in the first place. Two, when did she take her clothes off and that did she like how i wouldn't assume if you jumped in you would then take her clothes off if you're drowning it could be heavy or also some drugs make you really hot don't they like maybe she was trying to cool off like trying to figure it out hide i don't know yeah i don't know how big the tanks yeah i don't know i've never drowned big sounds they're pretty big yeah and there's four Mm -hmm. it could have just been heavy Yeah, there is also no clear answer, again, for how Elisa got into the tank. Hotel workers had to use a ladder to get to the top of the tank to check the water, and the tanks are covered with heavy metal lids. A court document submitted by the hotel's attorney stated, quote, to access the tanks, someone would have to climb a ladder and then squeeze through the tanks and plumbing equipment to reach another narrow ladder and climb up the side of the 10-foot-tall tank. Alternatively, Someone could theoretically access the water tank by climbing to the top of the elevator utility room and jumping down upon the water tank from above, end quote. And that second YouTube video clip I mentioned, I think that's what that guy did was I guess he went up to the elevator utility room because you got like an above view of the water tanks. But I wouldn't attempt to try to jump down onto those things. So... Also, if you're on top of it, how are you going to take the lid off? Pull yeah. If she's, if she's standing on it, like, how did she, even if she jumped from the top, how did she get in? Like, a ghost what? helped her. I don't know. And when the maintenance man went up there, he did see the, that the lid was open. So I don't know if it was already opened or what. How did they not notice that when they brought, okay, hoo-hoo, this got me heated. You mentioned in the beginning they brought the dogs when she mm-hmm. was originally missing, brought the dogs to the hotel, brought the dogs to the roof. One, uh, how did the dogs not smell it? Two, how did, like, how, how did they not see the lid open? It's like, was she there when the dogs came? Um, They oh. did. I did find that they didn't really search the area near the water tanks. And maybe because when they went to the roof and they couldn't find her scent, they were just like, okay, this is, yeah. you know. We don't have it. Ooh, and if, if, if the tank is tall enough, I wouldn't personally have checked it 
Like, I don't know how big the lid is. I don't know if you can see if it's open without climbing up to it first. So I personally don't think I would be like, oh, we need to check the water tanks. How did she get up there if they couldn't find her scent? Is that another mystery? I, I don't know. I did find this on Daily Mail, and I'm not quite sure when this information came out. But apparently, like recently, a couple years ago, an LAPD officer said that a dog alerted officers to the window that led to one of the fire escapes. So I guess they did get a bit of a scent. But once they got to the roof, the dogs lost it. LAPD Hmm. detective Wallace Tinnell said, quote, my opinion is that she fell off her medication and in her state, she happened to find her way onto the roof, got into the tank of water. At the time, I think that water tank was maybe full. But as people used the tank, used water unknown to her, the level was dropping to a point where she could no longer reach out and escape, and she died that way. End quote. He also stated that if someone else put Elisa in the tank, there should have been, you know, fingerprints, DNA, something else found at the scene, uh-huh. uh, but nothing else was found besides Elisa. Wow. Ghosts don't have prints. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Ghosts and demons, they don't have fingerprints. Oh, God. Yeah. The autopsy report has also come into question. The results from a rape kit and fingernail kit used on Elisa's body have never been released, and it's unknown if they were ever processed. Even though recreational drugs uh, were not found in her system, people have theorized that date rape drugs could have broken down during the time her body was decomposing in the tank, or -hmm. she could have taken a drug cocktail that cannot be detected by toxicology screenings. Again, we're not sure how long she was in there, but if she was in there since she went missing, that was about almost three weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of time. Well, and And how long was she alive in there? Because that gives your body so much time to break it down. You could be peeing. Yeah. Like they did... And I can't remember which, um, if it was Martinis and Murder or the Mile Higher podcast, um, but I thought they brought up, I think it was Martinis and Murder, where they were just having discussion like, well, when they did the toxicology report, it said there was like very small amounts of alcohol. But mm-hmm. if her body was in there for so long, maybe some of that went out, you know, like yeah, maybe she did sense. drink a lot. There was a lot more. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. And... Elisa's cause of death on the autopsy report was initially marked as, quote, could not be determined, end quote, but that was crossed out, labeled error, and marked as accident. The Hmm. full report also wasn't completed and released until four months later. What the fuck? Yeah. It said it didn't come out till June, so I don't know what took so long. Hmm. I would say it's not PR because it's not like the Cecil Hotel has the shining reputation of like a Hilton. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like it's known. Some people call it a suicide hotel. So I don't know. Ugh. Yep. It's a very like seedy part of town. Has yes. always been. Like why? Wow. So weird. After Elisa's death, her Tumblr page was updated in March, April, June, and December of 2013. Since her phone was not found in her hotel room or in the water tank, it was assumed that maybe it had been stolen and possibly the person who took it made those Tumblr posts. However, Tumblr does have a queue option, which allows users to publish posts automatically. 
So mm-hmm. Elisa may have set these posts to publish specifically during those months. Right. This is just another mystery in this already puzzling case. And it is unknown whether these posts are related to her death. I personally don't think they have anything to do with the case. I think she set that up beforehand. But still, just very interesting and weird. Also, this is another weird thing (laughs) that I found. The circumstances of Elisa's death have also been compared to a 2005 horror movie called Dark Water. In the movie, a mother and daughter move into a rundown apartment where there's a dysfunctional elevator and discolored water coming from the faucets, which leads them to the roof to check on the water tank, where they find the body of a girl who had been reported missing from the building a year earlier. The movie is an American remake of an earlier Japanese film with the same name based on a 1996 short story by Koji Suzuki. I just thought it was interesting how similar the details in the movie and this case are. Yes. That's how weird. Weird. Yeah. I had never heard that. Whoa. I've never seen the movie. So I was like, whoa. Adding it to our spooky movie list. Yes. Nasty. (laughs) (laughs) There are many theories surrounding Elisa's case that are unsubstantiated and complete speculation I'm just going to list some of them out. I'm sure there's plenty more. Uh, One theory is that Elisa was sexually assaulted, murdered, and dumped in the water tank. Another theory is that she was stalked by an unidentified man and later killed. She was drugged and killed by someone. Four, she was killed by a hotel employee. Five, she was a victim of mind control. Six, she was playing the elevator game and things went wrong. Seven, supernatural or demonic forces led to her death. And the last one I'll mention, which I really didn't know about, um, was that she had been sick with tuberculosis. This theory I heard on the Mile Higher podcast. And again, I hadn't heard it before, but this is so weird, guys. So there was an outbreak going around at the time of her death. But get this. The name of the tuberculosis test was Lam Elisa, L-A-M-E-L-I-S-A. That was the name of the test. She and this was, was a before test. her death. Isn't that weird? Sorry, no, I'm just speechless because that is very, very weird. Like I know, I'm I know to, it's like, probably I'm, a complete coincidence, but I don't, still. that's a pretty big coincidence. Wait, in, in the Dark ge- Waters so movie. In general, wait, the test, that was the name of the test? Yes, so this was before her death. That was the name of the test. Lam-Elisa. L-A-M-E-L-I-S-A. <laughs> yeah! And oh. one of the drugs that I guess was used to treat this disease, I couldn't find the name of it, apparently does cause weird, abnormal behavior, mass confusion, and maybe hallucinations. However, the the autopsy did not find evidence of tuberculosis in her lungs. Doesn't mean she wasn't taking the medicine. Yeah, true. What? I'm spooked. I did not know that are we, part. Are we in the Matrix right now? Like, what? It's so weird. Aaron, you brought two things. Like, I've, I've, I've 
seen this. I've, like you said, I've listened to it on other podcasts before. I still learned something new. Man. Well, here's another thing I hadn't heard about either. I don't know how true it is. The Mile Higher podcast said that there is allegedly hotel surveillance footage that shows Elisa entering the hotel with two men under mysterious circumstances. What? Maybe the police have this video and have never released it. I don't know. Detective Tinnell did apparently back this up somewhere. I don't have any resources for this. Um, Saying that the LAPD saw footage of Lisa entering the building with two men. The men had a box and they gave it to her. She then went up in the elevator, appearing to head back to her room, and the men seemingly left the hotel. Again, since this footage hasn't been released to the public, I can't say for sure whether this is true or not and whether this actually exists. But they mentioned it um, on that podcast, so I thought I would share it too. What's in the box? I, I know. To. I'm sorry. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my first thought was, it's a dick in the box. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's our friendship. <laughs> From yep. SNL. Anybody? Yeah. Nobody? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Of course. Just make it up. Don't. Thank you. Step it's my one. dick in a box, babe. Put a hole okay, in the sorry. box. Two. On the Mile Higher <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I love Erin. She just she just pushes through. God bless yeah, her. We, the glue, I love our band. The glue that pushes through. All right. The glue. <laughs> anyway, ma'am, yes. Well, they were just speculating on that podcast that, well, if this footage does exist and these men did give her this random box, maybe they were giving her drugs or something. Like, what would she yeah. need? I don't. I mean, maybe it's something she did need for her travels. I mean, we can go. We can speculate for hours and hours. Couldn't the about. books be in the box that she bought? But she went to the bookstore. Who are the men? That's what I... Wh- wh- uh, my That's, brain I do like truly... Trying to process all this and it literally... It's so much. Whoa. I do truly believe, like you said, Morgan, that there has to be more hotel footage. There has to be more surveillance footage that they aren't releasing... For whatever reason, and I know they got to do what they got to do, you know, police force wise. But th- I, there's got to be more than just that elevator video. There's got to, like, I like you, I'm like you said, I understand a lot more now that you know we we talk a lot more about crime. Why it's important yeah. to not give every piece of evidence and name suspects yes. right away, all that stuff. But I'm sorry, this happened in 2013. Mm-hmm. Correct. Come on, seven y'all. years ago. Let's like let's let's get it because now I hate that when there's just like the fact that it's like some of these things associated with her death are so negative. Like mm-hmm. you know, let's find out was it her mental health? Then we need to talk about that and we need to help her. Was it a ghost? Then we definitely need to talk about that because I want to know what happened. And right, and there's just so many ah, I this is and probably my, the most frustrating case you've ever talked about. It's Aaron. so frustrating. And my thing that I guess has me worried that if there is more footage, we'll never see it is because they did determine it an accidental drowning. So since that's already determined, yeah. Would will they, they ever release? Yeah. I don't know. It comes across I don't think as so. They like, "Oh, case closed." That's we what that's what I take it sleep, as. Someone drowning and a 10-foot tank under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't because it definitely could have been, but I feel like there should have 
been more leads, more things looked into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that maybe does it was, exist. But they need to explain mm-hmm. it then. Like, hey, like this is why it isn't. This is why it isn't this. Yeah, or like, I just hey, feel we're like- doing this test. Like, we, we, we sent a diver into the tank and, and, and tested them on getting out. Could she have gotten mm-hmm. out? Like, stuff like that. Like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I think they could have done a lot more. Ugh. And we aren't the only ones that were not satisfied with the findings. In September of 2013, Elisa's parents filed a wrongful death suit claiming that the hotel failed to quote, inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and other hotel guests, end quote. The hotel argued that they couldn't have predicted that Elisa or other hotel guests would get into the water tanks right. since investigators still aren't sure how she got into the water tank in the first place. The hotel cannot be found liable for failing to prevent that from happening, and the suit was dismissed in 2015. Damn. Yeah. To this day, Elisa's case is still widely talked about and theorized, and it doesn't seem like many people, like ourselves, are satisfied with the investigation and the findings. Will we ever truly find out what happened to Elisa? I'm not so sure. Oof. Well, yeah. Thank you. For yeah, that. that's. Yep, that's my story. Thanks for teaching me I'm something Elisa Lamb. new. Yeah, thanks for that for sure. But I am. Oh, yeah. I definitely I thought something would have been solved by now. Like, yeah, I yeah, and I I think that's just it. They put it as an accidental drowning, and I really don't think they've investigated into it more. Like, I I would love to hear if more like more details come out about it. Yeah, like that officer apparently that I found on Daily Mail saying that oh we did catch her scent near the fire escape, but then. It, we couldn't find it on the roof. So I'm we sure there's a lot know. more. We need to know. I the people it. want to know. That's why I was so excited to talk about this case because this is one of those that drives me bananas. Drives me nuts. Hate it. Hate it. Love it. Upset. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Sarah. All right, ladies, I need you to travel way back in time to the roaring 20s. The age of jazz and speakeasies. <laughs> the Cecil... Welcome back. The Cecil started construction in 1924 by hotelier William Banks Hanna and was finished in 1927. Do I sound that like I'm voice. from a talkie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were an announcer I... in a past life, for sure. Thank you. I can't do it forever. He had a vision for a high-class destination for business travelers and tourists. There was a wave of these in the at the time. And it was all done this Art Deco type building, um, and it seemed like a solid investment. With the hotel so near to LAX and Tinseltown that boasted 700 rooms, what could go wrong? He invested one million dollars to see its completion. In today's money, that would be a little under 15 million dollars. And can I say, a man mm. with that kind of money in the 20s? <laughs> well, call me a hotsy totsy. I'd give you some jiggle juice. Oh, we get naked. <laughs> <laughs> That means, call me a hot lady, I'd get you a drink, an alcoholic beverage, and we'd do some kissing. That's what necking is. Oh, yeah. Some necking. I just wanted to use their terms. Um, My sources are answers.com, allthatisinteresting.com, Lodge Magazine, 
1920s fashion and music. That's where I got my slang. Wikipedia and Haunting History mm-hmm. Podcast. So he hired a designer to do it for him. Um, they used marble tiling for the lobby, stained glass windows, alabaster statues, and the most luxurious potted palms. Have either of you ever seen a potted palm before? Uh, I haven't seen your your newest ones, so no. Yeah. Your your potted palms in your backyard. That's why I was doing this and I was like, oh my God, they put palms in a pot? What are they going to think of next? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Like, okay. In every single description they had of that, and I didn't understand why it was a big deal, but maybe it was in the time. Um, As you said, bedrooms were slightly less luxurious especially since they did utilize community-style bathrooms. It was a different time, and it wasn't too abnormal. Um, The plan, it worked wonderfully, and for a few years, they had amazing guests. Until the stock market crashed in 1929, times were tough, no one was immune. Even for the beautiful city of angels, the area around Cecil became known as Skid Row. And for all you youngins who haven't lived mm-hmm. through tough times, Grandma Sarah has some knowledge for you. <laughs> Skid Row is used for a rough part of town. They're frequented by vagrants, homeless people, alcoholics, drug abusers, or anyone else in a bad situation. Probably not someone you'd want to bring home to meet mom and dad. And definitely not the businessmen and upper-class tourists that good old William Banks Hanner had in mind. And if you're thinking to yourself, Sarah, how could all these people afford to stay in the opulent Cecil? Times were tough. Um, Cecil started selling rooms at discounted rates in order to stay open. So they kind of adapted Hmm. how they had to. Within one year of the stock market crash, the Cecil housed six known reported suicides. Yes, which it puts the year at 1930. And the rate of suicide was 14 to 17 people per 100,000, which is higher than the average rate of suicide in 2017, which is the record high for our time, but that was still only 8 to 11 per 100,000. Wow. So mm. it wow. was high 1930s for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for people in a hotel or motel, no matter the amount of luxury, to pass over or be the final resting place. It could be for a couple reasons. And before we do list off all the remaining deaths, I do just want to offer kind of a debunking of why this hotel may have so many. It may just be unlucky, but Lodging Hotel calls hotels, whoa, whoa, Lodging Magazine calls hotels lethal locations for the simple fact that there is no one around behind the locked door. And by no one, I mean no one who loves this person who, and who can intervene. Mm-hmm, even in like, true. yeah, even really happy vacation type locations. Um, or business travelers that's not going to be enough to stop someone. And there's two main types that are known to commit this act in hotels. And some hotels, like bigger ones, are now training their staff to watch um, for anyone who's despondent or, you know, yeah. So the first type, Mm -hmm. like I said, they're going to go quietly into the rooms, they're going to swallow pills, shoot themselves, etc. And then there are the jumpers. The article from Lodging Magazine stated that those who jump are normally angry and want to sensationalize their death, but I don't agree hmm. with that. And I don't yeah. really think it's fair to put words in someone's mouth who can't talk, but I did want to report on what was written. So, yeah. So, to combat this, hotels have started only allowing windows to open four inches, so enough for airflow, hmm. but not enough for someone to get through and jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said some do training, but as you mentioned, 
both of you, the Cecil Hotel still has not done this. I I will point out in the uh, My Haunted Diary videos, he was like, he tried to open a window. I think it was in his room. It mm-hmm. didn't look like it would stop, but it did. It did only open like four like four inches and there was oh, okay. a screen. But one of the fire exits, it looked like was just easily like to go out a window onto a fire escape. Well, but I is it know, because it it's sense. a fire escape? Right. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But there was like no alarms or anything. Yeah. So Well, in some hotels have started putting up um like kind of safety nets around the building that wouldn't obstruct views, oh. but if you were to try and jump down. Yeah, like hotels are trying to combat this a little bit. Because, hmm. yeah, no one really wants that to happen. In um, some, like I said, bigger hotels are doing training. So an example they give is if someone checks in with no luggage and uses cash, not a good sign. Ooh. Ooh yes. Sad. And I do want to just take a second to remind everyone that there's always another way someone loves you. Committing suicide is not victimless. You do traumatize the staff that finds you, other guests that see, especially if you jump. They have to call the police. There's a cleanup team. If it's a large hotel, if it's a small hotel, then the staff has to clean up the blood or any biohazard. Your family mm. could sue the hotel. I mean, list goes on. I'm not trying to shame anybody, oh, wow. but yes, it's important to always remember like life is hard, but it's also precious. So mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to feel like there isn't a way out. So please talk to someone. And the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. So off my soapbox, but it's not victimless like just because the person you love isn't there doesn't mean you're not going to affect other people if it's if you do this so there's a reason we all want everyone to stay alive and we fight for diseases and stuff to get cured so please please get help if you need it yes okay off my soapbox um so the average amounts of deaths both in suicide and homicide is very high in hotels but the cecil (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's astronomical still. So the first couple, they're not um, deaths. I don't have exact numbers, but it's things that happened in or around the hotel. So in 1927, immediately after opening its doors, John Crooner was arrested for theft in his hotel room. Two years later, in 1929, 33-year-old woman named Dorothy Roberson was wandering the hotel aimlessly for three days after an attempted suicide by poison. Her husband had mm. recently passed away. Dorothy was saved. Um, shortly after that, an elderly man was rescued after drinking poison that he had killed or that had killed three other guests already. A guest drowned herself in the ocean while staying at the Cecil. And in 1929, Dorothy January was choked and robbed at the hotel. She did survive, but still really scary. Also, that pill bottle, Morgan, it made me think. Because so many people ingested poison, like either in capsules or <gasps> by drink, do you think that's why they Ooh. kicked it off the? It, yeah, my, it, that's it's that is very weird, and it is like so. There was like he had like a water bottle on his nightstand and something else, but mm-hmm. it's, it is very funny and like the it's hard to describe. Oh, like not showing you, but the like the bed and the pill bottle, like obviously, like the nightstand was in between the two twin beds. And right. Like the remote was kind of like towards the middle of the bed. So like they weren't super close together. So it is, like you said, it's very odd that that was what was chosen to uh, be moved. That's a good point, Sarah. Well, yeah. As soon as you said that, it kind of struck me. I was like, there are so many suicides by poison and jumping, yep. but by poison, especially in the 30s. Like it would make sense yep. if they were like, no, like don't. Ugh. 
Yeah. Yes. Chill. True. So we were at our first suicide, and that's a 1931. Resident W.K. Norton checked in using a fake name of James, James Willis and was found dead in his room by ingesting poison capsules. 1932, just a year later, hotel maid found 25-year-old Benjamin Dodick dead from self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Mm. 1934, 53-year-old former Army Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden was found dead by self-inflicted neck wound by razor. He left a lot of suicide notes and one-sided poor health as his reasoning. This list is long, so buckle in. I'm sorry. But I don't want to just give a statistic because I think statistics kind of make it less. But when you hear names and ages, like a lot of these people were really young. Mm -hmm. And this, I think Sarah already mentioned. So the 1930s was during the Great Depression, too. So I'm sure that had a lot to do with it as well. Well, possibly. Probably. Because, I mean, I even said the rate of suicide was higher than like Mm -hmm. almost any other time in America. So Mm -hmm. things were tough. Yeah. Yes. 1937, Grace Margo, Magro, excuse me, attempted jumping out of her ninth floor window. However, her fall was broken by telephone wires and she died later at the hospital. Ooh. 1938, like every single year there's a suicide here. 35-year-old yeah. fireman in the Marine Corps, which had again 35, not even old. Roy Thompson jumped off the top floor and was found on a skylight of a neighboring building. Also, I heard because there were so many suicides at this hotel, like neighboring buildings were trying to sue them, trying to sue the Cecil just because it was making like they're landing on their buildings and stuff. Like they're now affected also. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Like I said, like you have to call in like coroners, police officers, a cleanup crew. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. It's like, um, this is so bad, but uh, I do, I'm just like a part of a real estate company and, uh, a lot of leases there's like a quiet enjoyment clause so it's like mm-hmm. your neighboring tenants have like you have the right to like get your landlord involved if like a neighboring tenant is being like playing music too loud or something like that like mm-hmm. i don't know what the clause would be if like hi please can you not have people land on my skylight thank you like oh my god it may have been more like a risk management thing like you have to yeah. do things to stop this like this is getting yeah. insane wow that's wow yes 1939. We're not. We're almost halfway. 39-year-old <laughs> officer Edwin Neblett was found dead in his room after ingesting poison. I wish I could have known all the room numbers. It is really cute. I don't know all the names, but I wish I did. Yeah. Um, 1940, 45-year-old school teacher Dorothy Skyger ingested poison. 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell gave birth no. to a child. You guys probably heard this one. And then tossed the Mm -hmm. newborn onto a neighboring roof because she thought it had passed away. Mm -hmm. And another theory I heard is that um, this baby is haunting the hotel, like making a lot of women commit suicide because his mother threw him out the window. Ooh. Mm. Yes. Spooky. No, thank you. I mean, there is a million options here, which is terrifying. 1947, 35-year-old Robert Smith jumped to his death out of the seventh floor window. In some podcasts, talked about how seventh floor doesn't sound that high, but that's still like 70 uh, feet in the air. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot. Because, I mean, two stories will break your bones. So this is not just sticks and stones, all right? This is seventh floor. Mm. It's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. 1954, 55-year-old Helen Gurney checked into the Cecil under a fake name of Margaret Brown and jumped from her seventh floor window, 
landing on top of the hotel's marquee Ugh. sign. Not, not a great entryway. Yes. 1962. So they've slowed down a little bit. We've had almost 10 years. 50-year-old Julia Frances Moore jumped out of her eighth floor window and landed in a second store interior light well. She did not leave a note, but she did leave behind a bus ticket back to St. Louis. Woo. And a bank book that showed her $1,800 available balance. I didn't wow. do the math on what that would be now, but it would be a good amount of money. Yeah. So I, 1962, again, this is only like six months after Julia Francis Moore, 27-year-old Paul Otten jumped from, or Pauline Otten, excuse me, jumped from her ninth floor window after an argument with her husband. <gasps> Pauline fell to her death and landed on top of passerby George Giannini, killing them both. Ooh. This is the yeah. one she jumped yeah, while her husband, quote unquote, went to dinner, and they can't prove if he was there or not. Mm. Oh, I did not know that piece of it, but I did yes. hear the killing. Yeah, and they only knew that George Giannini was a passerby because his shoes were still on. Did you guys? Yeah, know and that? his hands his were like in his, his, pockets, in his pockets too. Yep. Yeah, because said like at that velocity, your shoes should come off. Mm-hmm. Because at first they were like they both jumped, and then they were mm-hmm. like, "Oh no, this guy." Was just walking yep. by. Mm. What a terrible. So sad. Yeah. Very sad. Yes. 1964 was that brutal murder of Pigeon Goldie Osgood. Morgan, mm-hmm. you covered her. 1975, another 23-year-old unidentified woman checked in mm. to the Cecil under the alias of Allison Dowell and jumped out of her 12th-story window, landing on the Cecil's second-story roof. Yes. Now we have a nice little gap until 1992. An unidentified African American man, 32-year-old, five foot tall, well, almost six foot tall, weighing 185 pounds, was found in the back alleyway of the Cecil. Authorities are unsure if he was pushed or jumped off of the 15th floor. Whoa. 2013 was the tourist Eliza or Lisa Lamb story. And then 2015, a 28-year-old man was found outside of the hotel. Authorities have not determined his cause of death. The one I didn't include though, um, it was in the earlier times, but a gentleman was pinned to the building by a, a truck, and he died. <gasps> oh, wow. Because oh it wasn't God. a suicide or a murder. It was like an accident. But yeah. there's been so many just bizarre deaths all around this place. Mm-hmm. Like, the bizarre and the amount is yes. like, Like, I didn't include the really weird ones, just, you know, the ones that are self-inflicted are obviously a murder, but there are so many deaths here. And all these deaths and incidents along the fact that two serial killers stayed here is inexplicable. Um, Like the Richard Ramirez one, I kind of get because it is Skid Row. He didn't have a lot of money and no one really asked questions. Like he can come back bloody and everyone's like, whatever. But just another day in L.A. (laughs) The other one was like a a writer from Germany, I think, or Austria. He's pretty well known. He could have afforded a nicer hotel. But yep. he did like killing prostitutes, so that could be why he chose to stay there. I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I also still- read to uh, Richard would like take off his clothes and like th- just put him in a dumpster before mm-hmm. like coming in sometimes. So if it was like super oh, bloody, gosh. like so one, he's probably got blood on his hands. Eh, no big deal. But like at least his clothes are clean. Uh no. Yes. Uh, come on. Yeesh. Yeah. So like I said, that was a long list, and that didn't even include any like other weird deaths. Just the ones that are like factual that we know 
Mm-hmm. And I tried to look if there's any other haunted hotels around the Cecil because if we're going to blame the Great Depression, Skid Row, or just being a hotel, mm-hmm. there should be more. But nope, I didn't find anything. Just the Cecil. So How what weird. I did find, yes, was a really sordid history of Los Angeles. And I found it all on Wikipedia. So if it's wrong, that's why I kind of got lazy at the end here. <laughs> um, so way, way back in the 1800s, there's only 11 descendants of Mexican families living in California. And it was governed by oh. Spain. So I can slow down for this. But it was not very many people were here. Okay. Spain still owned mm-hmm. it. Agriculture was being promoted. All Gucci. Like everyone living a simple life. Um, yeah. There's also Native Americans living here, and the Native Americans end up revolting against the Mexican families and the 45 military members that were living there. So then Spain kind of was like a big brother and said, uh-uh, and they <laughs> forced the Native Americans out. Mm-hmm. Spanish representatives came and brought with them smallpox. Great. <laughs> then more Spanish and Mexican citizens started coming to Los Angeles for plots of land because they were just giving away plots of land at this point. They wanted to cultivate it. Yeah. And they started marrying Native American women for quote-unquote alliances. Some even took two or three brides for quote-unquote alliances. Mm -hmm. I think we are glossing over what really happened there, but here we go. Mexico gained independence from Spain in the 1820s, meaning Spain no longer had control over California. So Mexicans continued marginalizing Native Americans relieving them of their land titles is the nice way they put it, meaning they just said, (laughs) screw it, we don't get to live here. In 1846, which I know I'm giving you a lot of dates, I'm trying to just go like a really high-level overview of like just just wait. 1846 was the Mexican-American Wars. Woo, America. Um, (laughs) America won. God, we were known as the white Protestant, like devils. Um, Yes, America won and claimed control of California in 1848. And we said, I don't care about your land titles. This is America. It all belongs to the government now. Also, this is when the gold rush began. So we really were like, screw you guys. We want this land. Yep. So because the gold rush happened and it's new, California, um, it was lawless. There wasn't like a lot of police force or anything like that so it was basically westworld they had (laughs) yes there was bandits brawls brothels you name it there Mm -hmm. were racially motivated violence against mexicans who knew we would be racist (laughs) and vigilante committees were created to keep the law not for the mexicans Los Hmm, Angeles was described as the toughest town in America because they had 10 to 20 times the amount of murder that was occurring in New York at the time. And this is like gangland New York time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. California finally swore in a governor in 1860. But then there was more racism against Native American and Mexicans. The railroad system started and then there was slavery. And it seems like it wasn't even the Los Angeles that we kind of know until 1884. And then Hollywood was made in 1903 and merged with L.A. in 1910, just 10 years before our elusive pal William Hanner started building the Cecil. Yep. So that's wow. the history of like this area. And there was so many more details, but I don't know about you. I would go to sleep if I just gave you everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would, but... It's shocking to me that not more places in this area are haunted. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you would think. I don't know 
yeah, like I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but I couldn't figure out like why is just the Cecil this like portal to Man. suicide and yeah. Some somebody cursed somebody. Somebody mm-hmm. cursed the land, somebody cursed the I'm sorry, what's his name? The person who made the hotel. Hanner. Yeah. William Hanner. Somebody somebody cursed William. Well, I tried so to even find that. Be. Like, did he build other things? Like what and I couldn't find anything else about him. So Wild. he just, I mean, he's a, they called him a hotelier. So he had other hotels that. <laughs> yeah. Things Maybe just, went- just all that bad juju and it just attracted more bad juju. I don't know. Maybe because. What's, what sparked it? What sparked it? Like just for this one area though. Like, I don't know what was there before the Cecil. I couldn't find that either. Mm-hmm. But also like, um, I don't know where I got this, but people who like jumped to their deaths. They have, like some have been rescued, and they say like immediately after jumping, they regret it, and they try to get back to where they Ooh. were. So that explains mm-hmm. why there's so many souls that they got in those EVPs. But yet again, I just don't know why this particular hotel was so bad in an area that's bad in and a bad other time. Hotels right, yes. right around there. That's maybe the part it just with had that reputation, like word of mouth. Maybe and skip. I don't took know one or two. Yeah. And you did mention, Sarah, the and it was like on a, many websites too, the, the rates. So mm-hmm. like you said, some of the signs, you know, obviously other things happen besides suicide here, but right. it's a, that is a big prevalent thing. So mm-hmm. and with the cheaper rates, you're coming in, especially if that is your end goal, you're coming in, no luggage, your $2 room when it's triple the price yeah. down the street. That's they, true. Who knows? Maybe your mind just goes there and you just go to do it because it's less expensive and less maybe to carry and they did call it the suicide sh- hotel Ugh. so, so i think it's cursed i don't know because <laughs> i even looked yeah. at rates and i watched um this documentary on youtube and i need to post the name i forgot but he's like an english man he kept calling it the cecil hotel which was cool I, I watched hotel. it i watched yeah it yeah cecil. yeah the cecil yes. <laughs> and he was like giving all these um like numbers like the death rate in california was this number the rate this hotel was this number so it wasn't that crazy but then i was like yes it is because that's almost the whole number of what's happening in california like i don't right in this one hotel like yes what (laughs) and they keep trying to like refurbish it and rebrand it maybe we shouldn't it should leave alone because it's not open now right it's finally closed i don't know if it's closed i just Don't I think I think it was Mile Higher podcast talking about it, and they said if you try to, I guess, make a reservation online, it does say they're not open. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're like shut down. I don't know. It's also COVID, so I don't know what's really open and what's like just closed for right now, temporarily. Yeah. Yes. That's uh. That's. I was like, I I pulled it up. I'm like, should you make a call them? Well, the episode I listened to was from 2018, so keep that in mind. Right. Whenever they said that you can't make a reservation. So that could have changed. I still see information on Google when I'm looking yeah, at it. I was going to say, you can, it says, like, check your availability. Oh. Online. It doesn't have a website, uh, though. That's really have, weird. They have yes. 1,070 reviews. And 2.5 stars. Google has a three. Whoa. Yeah. I was on Expedia and I found 2.5. Someone was complaining about um, 
It stinks. There's no AC. It's hot as heck in these tiny rooms with my toddler sized <laughs> bed. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of prostitutes and there's no parking. Ooh. Yes. Which I think they prefer to be called sex workers now, but whatever. Yes, but that's funny. I'm just reading a quote. Um, she had yes. a lot to say. Yes. So it just seems oh. like this whole area is not – doesn't have a good history. Because, I mean, like, you have everything. You have racism. You have people being pushed off their land. They said, screw Native Americans. Yeah. Bad juju all around. And then all the death that happened, like, 10 to 20 times higher than the amount of murder in New York City. Like, Insane. that should not ever. So you can probably pick any reason you want. This hotel is not having a good time. No, Let's and I stay just there. looked it up. I just looked it up. It says, um, it it says, an employee told me that they'd be closing for two years for remodeling, and then someone else says, I just walked by and s- swear I saw people in there. Mm. Um, so it looks like if it is closed, it's for remodel, and if it's oh, okay. open, then it's just open. But that and that was 2017, so maybe we're coming out of the remodel. Although maybe COVID would have been a good time for your refresh. Just saying, <laughs> right. Yeah. Can't so, predict that. <laughs> actually, Boy. is that not just another point of like really bad luck? Like it should have opened <laughs> this year or last year and then COVID hit. Right. It's Cecil's fault. That's why this happened. <gasps> Let's blame Cecil. I mean Cecil. Cecil. Blame them. <laughs> <laughs> blame Cecil. Well, uh, Anna Bridget Ramirez is there and like the devil and stuff. And they tried to blame mm-hmm. um, Jack as an Unterweger. That's the serial mm-hmm. killer that was there. Yeah. Someone was trying to say, like, he was re... Whatever, like, when you're fixed. You know what I'm saying? You're fixed. Like, when you go to prison and then you get... You're not... Oh, reformed? Reformed, thank you. No, ah, he's fixed. Mm-hmm. And, he's like, fixed. mentally fixed. <laughs> they said, like, he was, like, um, like reformed. Not fixed yeah. like a dog. He was That's reformed. Was and then he came to the Cecil and the hotel convinced him to do his crimes again. I don't know if I believe that part, but the hotel. Get out! No, your boy wasn't reformed. He came and probably cursed the Cecil more. Oh, probably. Sheesh. Yeah, so it's just not a great place to be. That being said, I still would go stay the night there, but I like want to. I kind of really want to do. plan a trip, especially if it's a hostel, because that would be really cheap, like twenty five dollars a night, mm-hmm. and we could all stay in the same room with bunk beds. That's and why the shared bathrooms isn't that crazy right now because a lot like that's not super uncommon for hostels. Correct. Correct. They did say that like some of the, like the shared bathroom floors were more for like long term stays and mm-hmm. um, you know people like for that, which is cool. But like, I'm I'm good. Also, just so we know, if we do want Richard's room, it does have its own private bathroom. Uh, the oh. tile has mm. a big hole in it, um, and it stinks like sm- cigarette smoke according to james huh. who stayed there so cool we should do some interesting so yeah that's the cecil um that's the history don't go if you want to sleep but if you want to just check it out go at it find some spooky stuff i wonder yes. if they have like hourly rates <laughs> oh god if you're only <laughs> like paying 25 net. for the night i think you can afford hey if I can get a bargain to go talk to some ghosts, I'm going to get the bargain. If I only need 20 minutes, I only need 20 minutes. Say Is well. that what you wanted the 20 minutes for, Morgan? <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Staff have to... Staff have to know. <laughs> sorry. I, we keep on cutting each other off. I'm sorry, Morgan. You go ahead. No, it's You were talking fine. first. Our Skype... 
<laughs> for again, we're still quarantined talking or doing our quarantine talking. We're still quarantined doing this podcast. Hello. Right. And we can see each other through Skype, but sometimes it's really hard because our headphones are like a little bit delayed. Um, mm, I'm so sorry. Lag. Um, no, you're yeah. good. You know what? Aaron, go, because I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say, I wonder how much staff, like how many questions they get with people coming in. Maybe they have video cameras like, oh, I want this room and this room. And they're like, Jesus, fine. <laughs> yep. Well, because also yep. um, they used to let people just like walk in off the street. But now after the American Horror Story ep- like aired, now you mm-hmm. have to like have a room book to go in there. Like they won't just oh. let you that walk makes in sense. anymore because oh, they're yeah. getting okay. so much foot traffic. And not really for good sense. reason. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, not- for people just wanting to go in and see Is it. Is Lady Gaga I think here? so. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I think if you have so many like transient people in the area and then you have all yep. these like tourists just wanting to walk in, like that's not a good mix. No, that's not safe. So No. Especially for the workers. Mm. Like you don't want that. Oh, yeah. I'm having to break up fight. Have any of it. Any of mm. it's bad. Bad, bad, bad. So, bad. so yes, Boy, huh? we will be making a reservation. Whenever it opens, <laughs> if it opens. Checking into the Hotel Cecil. Can't wait. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. So, Cecil Hotel. Good one. Good pick. Very spooky. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. good topic. Learned a lot, actually. Well, uh, looks like on us ending our rants that we're over. So thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening to our group episode this week. Um, it was honestly one of the, I learned a lot, like I said before, and it was one of the most fun researching ones I've had in a while because I yes. learned so many new things. Yes. Um, so if you would like to check out our sources, you can see them in the show notes from today's episode. Also, if you would like to give us a follow on Instagram, we would appreciate it. Sinister Sunrise Podcast. You'll see our cute little skull drinking a coffee. Just hit follow, please, please. And mm-hmm. if you want to send us any stories, any topic ideas, if you have, if you found a hotel near the Cecil that's also haunted, we want to know about it. So yes. any true crime, want your dream interpreted, if you have a ghost story, hit us up, sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com. And if you are listening on an Apple or using um, like Apple Podcasts, go ahead and if you can, leave us a review. That'd be fantastic. If you want to leave the review and then screenshot it, send us uh, the email and we will send you a sinister sunrise sticker. So, Woo-hoo. and on that yes. note, guys, I hope you enjoyed your stay at the Cecil Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Thank you.